this this kind of utopian impulse. Let's call it that. We'll call it utopian impulse. Um, if we look back and back at it, it goes back. I mean, I think through recorded history. If I can go back twenty five hundred years to ancient China, I think it's pretty fair to say that human beings. Um, I don't want to get into a human nature thing right now, right? But there's a few things that are important to know about what human beings have wanted all throughout history. I mean, the most basic ones are food, shelter, and clothing, right? And water. These are super important things that humans want. Um, but on top of that, of course, we're also extremely social beings. And we also, unlike other animals, are creative beings, too. We can create things. And so the... Um, this drive tor towards utopia is a drive against the sort of toil and drudgery that exists that has existed in human life going all the way back through all these different class societies and something that it's fair to understand why somebody a thousand two thousand three thousand years ago would not want to be going out into those fields not wanting to be drawing that water not wanting to be you know ruled over by lords or aristocrats or whatever it is I think that this drive towards utopia comes out of real material conditions. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, as soon as you get to a world where people are putting seeds in the ground and other people are watching them do it, uh, you're going to have the people who are having to do it go, yeah, this fucking sucks. Uh, because when you consider what goes into creating human sustenance, uh, it's, it's not really a full or satisfying use of human cognitive uh, consciousness, right? Uh, and so that's going to leave people who are in a position where they have to do labor to be un un dissatisfied with it in a way that an animal wouldn't be. And this is and and two, three, four, five thousand years ago. This is, of course, the time in human history when classes have not only arisen, but are also that class society is starting to be hegemonic because of agricultural societies. There were other groups at that time, primitive communist type bands that did not have these same imperatives and where everybody worked and there were not any overseers. There weren't any priests. Uh, there wasn't a class system where some toiled and some idled. So, yeah, I mean, obviously you would want to uh, be one of those idlers if you possibly could. Yeah. And the other thing is that the uh, analysis I've read is that the the, the hunter gatherer society, it, the labor, it the individual amount of labor it takes to sustain it is relatively low. Relatively low. Uh, yeah. So you have much more free time. You're you're not really working. I mean, you're doing the thing that keeps you alive, but it's not alienated. Right. There's not even, I mean, there, the ebb and the flow of your particular life of work, quote-unquote, is based on the seasons. It's cyclical. You'd move from one place to another based on, like, when the wild rice was available in one spot versus mm -hmm. when the deer are available in the other. The whole concept of, like, linear time of working eight hours a day doesn't even exist for people in this particular epoch. Yeah. 